Let us come before the Lord Jesus Christ with humble hearts, acknowledging his greatness and the power of his word. And welcome to In the Moment. I'm your host, Reverend Ricky Allen Jr., thanking you as always for joining us on this lovely day the Lord has made. And as always, we just pray wherever you are, whatever you're doing, that you're keeping the Lord Jesus Christ in mind as we begin to enter these holiday months, as I call them. Uh, first of all, we got we got Candy Day coming up in October. We got Thanksgiving. We got Christmas. It's about to be some fun times, and I pray that your year has brought you to a point in this part of the year to where you can sit back and relax. And if you've had a rough year, it's okay. We're praying for you. So let's get started. Our morning scripture comes from Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 12. Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 12 say, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world such a great and powerful statement because it's true and that's why we pray and we're praying for a variety of people right now we uh we got folks that need prayer over health prayer over family so we'll be praying for them and we're praying for you if you're out there and you need prayer uh, definitely go to our website, www.getprayer.today, www.getprayer.today, because we want to reignite a culture of prayer in this world, in this country, in your state, in your neighborhood. So we definitely want you to go ahead and check that out and see what we have on the site to help you in your prayer life. And speaking of prayer, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you with grateful hearts, thankful for this opportunity to gather as your children, to worship, and to seek your presence. As we have heard your word, may it be a reminder that at all times we should extol your name, and in our joys and afflictions, may we find our refuge in you. Right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, through the intervention of the Holy Ghost, we ask you now, Lord, to reach out to those who are dealing with their health. Reach out to those who are dealing with financial troubles. Reach out to those who are dealing with families broken. We ask you, Lord, to comfort them in their time, in the season that they're in. Cover those who are blessed and who are feeling they're living a good life. There's nothing wrong with that. Pray that they stay watchful over the blessings you've given them. And we ask you, Lord, to just keep us going when we feel like we can't. We lift up our praises to you knowing that you are the source of all goodness and grace. We ask that you help us glorify your name and not only during this time, but every day in our lives because the days are yours and we're just trying to redeem the time may our actions and words be a reflection of your love and mercy to those around us and we bring before you our fears 
and anxieties, knowing that you're the one that delivers us from all these things. Comfort those around us who are in need, heal the sick, provide for the needy, and grant your peace that surpasses all understanding. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you for those times where you've put your hand on our shoulders and let us know that we can still make it. May the Holy Ghost continue to guide us in all that we do. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. Our topic today is seeing through the fog with divine light. Seeing through the fog with divine light. Our text comes from Matthew 6, verses 22 through 23, which reads, In the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Help us learn what we need to learn from the scripture today. Say what needs to be said, do what needs to be done for the glorification of your kingdom. Push me to the side and come forward and let the words flow as you would have them. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, amen. Seeing through the fog with a divine light. I don't know if you've ever driven through fog. I, I'm sure you have if you have a license. Eventually, you're gonna come across this spooky mist in the morning called fog. In fact, it's foggy right now in Pennsylvania. What, does, what is the issue with fog, though? It does a lot, and we're going to talk about that here in a few minutes. But these two verses offer big insights into the nature of our spiritual lives, emphasizing the role of our eyes in shaping our souls. And this is where fog comes in. Fog reduces the visibility near zero, creating a whiteout effect that can cause drivers to become disoriented and unable to tell which direction they're going. For no visual reference points, it can be easy to lose your sense of direction and end up in a potentially hazardous situation. Fog can also obscure street signs and warning signals, making it difficult for drivers to determine the correct route. Finally, fog reduces the effectiveness of headlights making it harder to see what's ahead of you. That, those are the things that fog can do for you. Will do that, you know, definitely make it a little difficult on the road. Uh, definitely not in your favor. <laughs> definitely, that's, that's definitely not the case here. But uh, guess what though? Sin can do the same. Sin can do the same. Listen to this. Sin can reduce your visibility to zero, making you disoriented and unable to tell what direction you are going. You can lose your sense of direction and end up in a hazardous situation. You miss the signs and signals of God and you will not be able to tell the direction and the correct route to go. And in the end, you won't be able to see what's ahead of you. But doesn't that sound similar? Of course it does. Because sin is a fog. 
it distorts your range of visibility and you think you're seeing everything but you're not seeing everything but lucky for you we have a god who has provided us the light of mankind jesus christ the light of this world the son of god who was born to die and was resurrected to ensure our place in eternity if we repent from our sinful ways to choose him to be Lord and Savior of our lives, if we surrender and submit. The problem, some people tend to trust their own means of light, and when the batteries run out or when you realize you're not seeing enough, there are still problems. If you're going to choose your own light, your own light is man-made, and eventually it's going to die out. Today's scripture we're talking about here is a part of the Sermon on the Mount, a significant teaching by Jesus found in the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, we find it, uh, you know, the Sermon on the Mount comes from Matthew chapters 5 through 7. The sermon is one of the most famous and comprehensive teachings of Jesus, covering various aspects of Christian living, ethics, and spirituality. In Matthew 6, 22 through 23, Jesus is addressing the issue of priorities and the inner disposition of the heart, focusing on themes of treasure, vision, and the pursuit of righteousness. But where do these verses fit in this area? Let's look at the context leading up to it and around it. We got Matthew 6, 19 through 21, where it says Jesus talks about not storing up treasures on earth uh, where they can be destroyed or stolen, but encouraging storing treasures in heaven where they are secure and everlasting. He emphasizes that where your treasures is, your heart will be also. Then we have uh, verse 24 in chapter 6, where it says just after that, Jesus states, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. This verse underscores the choice between serving God and worldly wealth. And then a little bit, go a little bit down there in verse 25 to 34, Jesus continues to address the worry and anxiety, urging his followers to trust God's provision and seek his kingdom and righteousness above all else. Which leads us to understanding where verses 22 and 23 fit in this whole context of teaching. Because what we're seeing here is Jesus is trying to get the people to understand the importance of staying biblically focused and not worldly distracted. That's what we're seeing here. But what does that look like, though? First of all, you must understand that the eye is the lamp of the body. In these words, Jesus pulls together an amazing parallel between our physical eyes and the spiritual eyes of our hearts. Just as our physical eyes allow us to perceive and navigate the world around us, our spiritual eyes illuminate the path of our souls.
That is what I've been saying most of this year when it comes to how society addresses people and gender and, uh, you know, what we see with our physical eyes. They're trying to remove that sense from us to let us know, okay, what you're seeing is not what you're actually seeing. But it is what I'm seeing, <laughs> and it is what I'm actually seeing. What I'm seeing are, you know, the facts. God made everything very clear and plain to us. And what Satan does is he tries to distort that view with a little bit of fog. Just a little bit of fog. He tries to distort the view and says, no, 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 you're not. That's not what you're seeing. You think you're seeing that, but you're seeing something else. So, you know, it's very it's a very weird time we're living in where we think we're seeing the correct thing, but we're not. It's like someone saying, okay, well, is that an apple? And you're looking at it and you see it's an apple. Like, yeah, that's an apple. Well, no, it's not an apple. It's a pear. Okay, well, no, it's an apple. It has all the, the, the qualities and features of an apple. Well, it's a pear. No, it, it's not. It's an apple. That, this is the debate we're having right now. <laughs> it is. I mean, you can be mad, you know, but this is, this is the the debate we're having. So we got to understand that Jesus wants us to know that the eye is the lamp of the body. And this sum, this second part here sums up what I just said. When our spiritual vision is clear and untainted, it brings illumination to our entire being, filling us with the radiant light of God's presence, and we're able to see the way. This clarity enables us to live in alignment with God's will and purpose, bringing blessing not only to ourselves, but also to those we encounter. Because while the world is just walking, we're following the spiritual path, and that is the one that Christ paved so that we may be with him forever. The world's walking. They're just walking and people are just doing their thing. They're not, they're, they're going places, but they're not going places. But when you're walking with the Lord, though, let me tell you, when you are walking with the Lord, you're not just walking. You, are, you have a plan. There's a path there. You know where you're going. You know how you're getting there. And you trust the pave maker. You, you trust the person that paved that way for you. It's like when your, when your father or mother or guardian was taking care of you coming up. You know, you had, a, you had a path to walk. You had someone to look up to. You knew where you was going. You knew how you was getting there because that person was paving that way for you. And the problem that we have in today's world is we don't have anybody paving the way. We have no pathfinders out there. Where have the pathfinders gone? Where are they? We got these young kids out here making their own way and trying, and we're seeing them clumsily make mistakes before our very eyes, thanks to social media, thanks to this thing called the internet, and it's happening in mass. Once upon a time, you knew the twos and fews that were having a rough time at the home and, you know, everybody rallied around these kids or at least tried to at least, but now there's so many that don't know the way. It's like driving down the highway and seeing cars driving in the field and some of them are on the road and off the road and you got some that stalled out 
in the ditch and and you're wondering what's going on but that is what we're that's the same feeling it's the exact same feeling why because jesus is not in them their eyes are not focused on the path that christ laid and made for us to walk they're lost in the fog and then, like i said if you're lost in the fog you're going to see a lot of things out there. You might see a 13-car pile up before it's all said and done. Why? Because no one can see what's going on, and we can't see who's in front of us. We can't see who's behind us. We can't see who's beside us. We can't see the objects on the side of the road. Nothing. And you're going to get nothing but a giant mess. This is why we have divine light. This is why God sent his son to provide us divine light. Jesus said we are the light of the world, which means there is light in us. He, Jesus is the one who carries the light for man. You know, <laughs> inside him is the light for men. You know, he gave us light. But the problem is, though, we don't accept it. And then we wonder, when we have these accidents, when we stall out in life, what happened? Because you're not going the path that was lit for you by the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not using that light. And when you're not using that light and you're using your own, it's not going to illuminate half as bright as the light of Jesus, who is the light of our lives. But not only do we understand the light, the eye as the lamp of the body, we also understand the impact of a diseased eye. The impact of a diseased eye. Jesus warns us about the peril of a bad or diseased eye. This condition symbolizes a corrupted perspective marred by worldly desires, greed, and envy. When our spiritual vision is tainted by such impurities, it darkens our souls, leading us further away from the path of righteousness. As we said last week, there is you, your plans, and Jesus Christ. The problem is, the plans start being filled with junk, and the distance between you and Christ is expanded based upon what's going on in the middle. Everything in the middle is going to either get shorter and prioritized or expanded, and you're on a rat race to get anything and everything you can from this world. And the more you do it, the wider that gap gets. A diseased eye blinds us to the true riches of God's kingdom and distorts our perception of reality. It obstructs our ability to recognize the light of God's loving grace in our lives. And as a result, we become entangled in the web of materialism, selfishness, far removed from the abundant life Christ offers. Again, you are in the fog. You don't realize it because you can't see anything because you're so focused on this other stuff out here. There's nothing wrong with aspiring to have some things and enjoy life. There's nothing wrong with that, but you got to stay on the path of God to get those things, not the path of the world. You are go you're going to get tossed around to and fro, back and forth, if you keep messing around in this world. And then there is the unity of the body and soul. Jesus underscores this connection between our physical bodies and our spiritual souls. Just as a healthy eye brings light to the entire body, a pure heart and mind radiates light through our inner selves. The interconnectedness uh, 
reveals the importance of living in harmony with God's truth. For when our inner and outer lives align with his will, we become beacons of his love and righteousness. I talk about this a lot. Either you are the lighthouse, you are firmly planted on the rock, shining the light to all those little ships out there in the seas of life trying to find their way. And you're shining the light to make sure they don't run aground. Or you're the buoy out there. You're out there, you're moving back and forth, you're stable, but you're making enough noise to let them know which way to go and where they need to be at by time they get to you. Our actions and attitudes reflect the beauty of God's character, drawing others to him through the lives that we have that have been transformed through accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But it begins with understanding that you are a sinner. It begins with understanding that you haven't got it all right and you're not going to ever get it all right. And knowing you need a Savior, you need someone to save you from your sin. And that's why I say, Surrender to Jesus Christ, submit your life to him, and let him change you and transform you into the blessing for the kingdom of God that I know you are, that you know you are, and more importantly, that he knows you are. So now we're down to understanding this. We've gone through understanding the eye is the lamp of the body, the impact of a diseased eye, the unity of the body and soul, and now the magnitude of spiritual darkness. And that's where many people are right now. You turn the TV on, you can see spiritual darkness 24 seven. They should just rename it spiritual darkness TV because that's what you see. And it's a shame. It's a real shame. And you don't know if they ever received the gospel. That, that's the part that, you know, we got more than enough churches out here, but are these churches effective? Or are they on islands holding it down with a generation that is not reaching out? So many questions, so little time. In the, these concluding verses, Jesus delivers this message. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? The statement underscores the gravity of allowing spiritual darkness to overtake our lives. In other words, 100% complete consumption. When we allow the impurity and corruption to infiltrate our spiritual vision, we descend into this profound darkness, cutting our connection with God's guiding light. The darkness hinders our ability to perceive his will, experience joy, his joy that is, and share his love with others. It's a state of spiritual chaos, one we should try to strive to avoid. I've seen people stumble and fall all the way down this abyss. And it usually begins with a bad idea. Satan don't make you do anything. What he does is present a bad idea and that idea matures because he needs physical vessels to develop the bad idea he implants it we become tempted as Paul said we get lured away that's what happens 
we get we get enticed and lured away, and then it matures, and then it's born, and then it destroys. That's the process. And we have so many people out there that have fallen into this process. And you knew exactly what you were doing, by the way. Don't play dumb. You knew exactly what you was doing, who you was doing it with, and why you was doing it in the first place. You're just angry it didn't work. <laughs> Let's be real. You're angry it did not work. And now you're wondering what to do next. Wipe your eyes. That's what you, that's what you need to do. It's time to clear those eyes up. Get out the fog. Get out the fog. You need to pray to the Lord Jesus Christ right now for him to help you find the divine light that he provides. But you won't get the light that he provides if you do not admit that the light that you have inside of you is really darkness. It's not light. It's darkness. It's time to confess that you haven't done everything right. It's time to just understand that things are going wrong, are they not? Let's admit that you need Jesus in your heart to get rid of this darkness, this anger. Anger you've been holding on for 30 or so years. And it's led you down a path of darkness. And you don't know where you're going, you're making mistakes, and you need help. That's where you are. Here's, where, here's how you're going to find that. Examine your spiritual vision. Take a moment today. Go over where that vision's at. It's like going to an eye doctor. and He does all the little tests and everything on your eyes to see whether or not you need glasses. Some of y'all out there need the, the glasses of Jesus Christ. You need, you need to be able to be able to see effectively and you need help. You need assistance. You need the Lord. Take a moment to examine your spiritual vision. Are there areas of your life where darkness has crept in? Seek God's forgiveness and purification. Ask him to renew your spiritual sight, cleansing your heart and mind from any impurity that obscures his light. Whatever blocks his light, move it out the way. Get rid of it. Just, just, let's just throw it away right now. Number two, I want you to get a healthy perspective. Develop a healthy perspective in your daily life. Immerse yourself in the truths of God's word. Surround yourself with positive influences, not just people that you enjoy having fun with. Don't let the fun get in the way of your focus. There are a lot of people out there that you can have fun with that distort your focus. And y'all out there both having fun in the fog and you, you, nobody can see what's going on. Nobody can see where you're going and you're both making mistakes. Don't let your fun mess up your focus. Let's, uh, let's be real. Strive to see the world through the lens of God's loving grace. Allow his light to permeate every aspect of your existence. Choose to focus on the eternal rather than the, than the temporary. Okay? Let's look at the long ball here for a minute. Alright? Let's think about where we want to be should something happen to us right now. Because guess what? If you had a massive heart attack, you can't stop that. That's just going to happen. And the outcome 
is contingent upon whether or not you can get to the hospital on time or if you can't. Either way, you can't stop it. Redeem the time, people. This is about redeeming the time, but making sure that you're walking on the path of God to do so and not just wandering around lost. There's so many people out there right now just wandering around. Examine your spiritual vision, get a healthy perspective, and be a light to others. How about that? Let's be a light to others. And as your spiritual vision gets healthier and more attuned to God's light, become a beacon of hope, kindness, and love in a world often shrouded by this darkness. Let your transformed perspective draw others to the source of all light, and that is Jesus Christ. Don't keep it to yourself. If you know you've been healed, if you know you've been saved, if you know you've been changed, and someone asks you, well, how are you doing this? What happened? Tell them. Don't sit there and think, well, you know, um, you know you're, you're trying to give every excuse but the right one, and that's Jesus Christ. Because you're scared of what the of what society's going to say or what's going to be said on the internet about you and or how they're going to re, receive you when you tell them that this is not of this world but of Jesus Christ. Well, guess what? If they get an attitude because you let them know that Christ changed you, are they really friends? Just something to think about. You know, again, God could be showing you uh, the people on your path may not be walking uh, in the way you're going. You know, I mean, just, I'm just saying, you think they're walking with you when they, they're really not walking with you. And, you. and what happens is you find yourself out of the fog in the divine light and you're looking around wondering where your friends are. Well, they're still in the fog. That's where they are. But you keep walking, though. You keep walking. Be a light to others. Share his love, share his truth with those around you. Illuminating their paths towards salvation and that spiritual wholeness that we hope you do have. And if you're out there right now, you need to have that path. You desire that path. Reach out to us. Contact us. Provide the information provided earlier in the show. And say, hey, you know, I'm on this path that... It's so distorted and I really can't see where I'm going. Can you pray with me? Can you help me um, get some understanding of Jesus Christ? We'll help you out. We'll, we'll definitely try at least. That way you're not lost in the fog. You're not, you're not out there just wandering around in nothingness. You can't see where you're going. We want you to be more than that. Christ made you to be more than that. You can do more. You can be more. All right? Have confidence in yourself. Be encouraged. You can come out of the fog, and you can walk in that divine light. Until next time, may God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. And God willing, we will see you next week. You take care.